Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs postgame show. Unfortunately, regrettably, it is not a victory party. The Kansas City Chiefs fall to the Green Bay Packers on the road in Lambeau, 27 to 19. Patrick Allen along with Sterling Holmes to talk you through it. A little group therapy. Uh, That's a rough one, Sterling. How are you holding up? <sighs> Liquor's good. I know. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to blame the refs. They were atrocious both sides. That was obvious PI. That was the worst PI I've seen outside of the Saints playoff game. But again, I think the Chiefs got one right before. Mahomes was in bounds. You know, say what you want. Chiefs got one there, and then they decided to say, "Hey, we'll uh, make a bigger no call on this one." Uh, it was brutal. Uh, the refs are two scoops of ass, maybe even fucking three. But again, don't want to blame the refs. Injuries, obviously an issue. I said it going in at halftime. The loss of Drew Tranquil was massive. Um, not just for the loss of him as the player, but the loss of the green dot, the play calling, the the guy who's getting everyone in the right spots. I've never seen the defense this discombobulated all season long. They were atrocious. That was the worst Legeria Sneed game I have seen all season long, the defensive line was brutal. They gave uh, no pressure, seemingly no effort. Chris Jones, congratulations. You got your sack at the end of the game. Uh, and that was the one covered sack that was there. Um, I just don't want to blame the D. De- I don't want to blame the injuries, the injuries, or I don't want to blame the refs because I think that's a loser's mentality. The Chiefs got their ass kicked today. The Chiefs got their ass kicked. Yeah, there's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, there's a, a few hot button things that we're going to want to touch on. Um, but from a holistic point of view, the Chiefs lost the game because they didn't execute on offense. They were sloppy on offense. This is something that's been happening to them all year long. Uh, and they really played – and injuries played a part. And they, I think they played their first bad game of defense all year, their first complete bad game of defense. They just weren't the same unit. Um, not having Nick Bolton and Drew Tranquil – really, really hurt this this defense. Of course, they lose Brian Cook, it looks like, for the year. Saw his foot turn the wrong way and, a, and an unfortunate still image. So uh, we hope he is is, is okay and, and heals up. Um, I want I, – we got a lot of time here to, to tear apart the whole game, but I want to talk about, like, the last drive was a officiating disaster for the Chiefs and for the Packers. It started with an absolutely preposterous roughing the power, you know, unnecessary roughness penalty on Patrick Mahomes, who was still in bounds when he got nailed. In fact, I think Pat was kind of trying to stop at the last second and olay the guy so he could get another foot because he knew he was right by the sticks. He got he got hammered, fair hit, completely terrible call. The the Packers should, I'm sure they were losing their minds. Then but the Chiefs caught a break. You're a Chiefs fan. You're like, hey, we'll take it. Sometimes they go against us. Then you you get this 
inter- this this fumble that wasn't a fumble from Rasheed Rice, and Isaiah Pacheco loses his mind and throws a punch at a guy and gets himself thrown out of the game. You can't do it. You absolutely can't do it. Um, if if <laughs> if I was Andy Reid, I would be so mad I might bench him for a quarter and play Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the next game. You they, can't do that in that situation. That's just absurd. You're hurting your team. Hurting your team. Um, and then the obvious pass interference where Marquez Valdez-Scantling was giving the guy a freaking piggyback ride to the end zone. And the, the, I, how the refs don't call that, I have no earthly idea. And frankly, and I know this will make people mad because they'll say, you never call pass interference on the Hail Mary. There was pass interference on the Hail Mary. One of the, one of the Packers DBs tackled Travis Kelsey before the ball arrived. That's, that's, that's not jumping up, jostling, everybody going for bodies. He literally cleared Travis Kelsey out of the play. That should have been a flag. Don't, don't come at me with this stupid bullshit about how you, well, you don't throw a flag in that situation. If it's that egregious, you throw the flag. So the Chiefs did not lose because of the refs. Make that clear. Um, but th- that whole last drive, it was unfortunate because both those teams played hard, and it was just unfortunate that that last drive got marred by just incompetent officiating. Um, so, so that's that out of the way. The last thing I want to say is that at the, at the end of the day, is this is a team loss, but at the end of the day, the number one culprit here is Patrick Mahomes. The interception that he threw. Oh, no. Bad take. You cannot throw that ball. Everyone's mad at Sky Moore because Sky Moore is not good, and Sky Moore stopped on his route, and that is true. You should be mad that Sky Moore is not good and that they were even throwing him at him in the first place. But the DB had over-the-top coverage. If Sky Moore had kept running, he would have the ball was in the air. He would have ended up in the same spot where the DB picked it off. So his best hope in that situation was to not to, to help not you know, break up the interception. Mahomes saw that defender there and he threw that ball to where he threw it. The fact that Sky Moore stopped in the middle of it is irrelevant because he was never going to be open on that play. Patrick Mahomes had the ball down less than a score. Uh, to to win the game, they went three. They went three plays for two yards. Then the Packers got a field goal, made it, made, and, and then he got the ball again, and he threw an interception. And then he had the ball again at the end of the game, and they went ten plays for thirty-seven yards. He's got to be better. He's got you know that's that's Patrick Mahomes, MVP, all-world quarterback. Can't throw a pick like that in that situation. It's inexcusable from him. And he Man, I, again, it, it was not the best throw. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree, but, but blaming, but blaming Mahomes for that is just, yeah. And, 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 uh, Watson no, I see was Chan, wasn't it timing? It wasn't timing. Gr- the, gr- well, there's supposed to be a rub. Okay. That's what happened. The, there was the supposed defender to be a rub. Was there. Yeah, I get it. But, 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 but you don't know that when the ball is leaving your hands, there's supposed to be a rub. The rub never happened. And so Sky Moore is covered. No one touches the, the defensive back. So he's covered. Then Sky Moore decides I'm going to give up on the play for some reason, which is just absurd. Okay. Not just that. MVS is wide open deep, but for some reason, MVS has this infatuation with continuously running to where there's safety help instead of running away from the safety help. If he's a deep ball threat and he can't run a, a single deep ball route, what good is he on this team? The only time he can catch a ball is when he's on his back. It makes zero sense. That dude is bringing nothing to the table at this moment. I don't yeah. understand it. No, zero sense. We will never understand it. Um, I get the contract, by the way. Like, you have to play him because he's getting paid that much money. No, you don't. You don't. You, you really don't. 
You don't have to play him because he's making a lot of money. Happens in the NFL all the time. Sit his ass, cut him, doesn't matter. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate what he did to help win a Super Bowl. I get all that stuff. He is no longer the same guy. If you can't run a deep route and you are the deep route guy, you are bringing it zero to the table. Nothing. Um, I'm not going to blame Mahomes. Tony's fast. You can run, Watson's fast. Those guys can run the deep routes. Like, you don't need this guy. He, he's just not doing anything. I, I Again, I... My thing is, should Mahomes continuously lift guys up? Yeah, be going to do so much. Look at the Green Bay wide receivers. Now, no, don't get me wrong. You, you know, the Chiefs have a lot of young wide receivers and a couple of veterans thrown in as well. While you look over the Green Bay sideline, they're all a bunch of youngsters. Second-year guys, rookie guys, even the tight ends are young, right? Rookies. But what happens? They know how to run a route. They know how to at least make plays. Christian Watts in the back of the end zone, and that just knocked the ball away from Joshua Williams. What happened? He came down with a touchdown. What did Sky Moore do? Gave up an interception, basically cost him the game. Again, I'm not blaming this all on Sky Moore, but that's something that happened there. What happened to the deep ball routes? What happened? Was it Romeo Dobbs? Came down with the ball with four Chiefs defensive backs having zero idea where to look for the ball. What happened with MVS? He's a veteran. Turned himself into a pretzel. Like, that's the difference. The Chiefs' veterans can't get in the right spot. The Green Bay Packers wide receivers are doing well. Second round guys, fifth round guys, doesn't matter. Not sure who to blame here. I don't know if it's the guys, if it's drafting, coaching, scouting, development. doesn't matter. There's clearly an issue here because Mahomes and the wide receivers have not been on the same page yet. Jordan Love, for some reason, getting the same page with his rookie and second-year wide receivers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, it's, it's, it's execution. I mean, that, the offense moved the ball. We talked about this at halftime. Like, they're moving the ball. Well, they're just getting down in the red zone. They're not scoring touchdowns. Well, in the second half, they, they rectified that. They got down there. They scored touchdowns. Um, and they had a chance to win. Unfortunately, their defense, as they've done many times this year, um, this time they weren't able to step up and get enough stops to help the offense out. And again, the Chiefs in the second half, after starting touchdown, touchdown, went punt, interception, downs. Like they were losing. And so like at halftime, remember, I was, I was quite positive. I was confident. I said, I think Chiefs are going to win. I think the defense is going to make some adjustments, all those things. And the offense did get their act together at the beginning of the half. But this is what happens when sometimes to a team like the Chiefs, when you come out flat like that and you give up a lead in the way that they did against the Raiders and they were able to overcome that, sometimes the other team's like, nah, man, like we really want to win this game. And we're here and we're home and we're playing hard. And that is what the Chiefs you would think as a, as, a, as a team that won the Super Bowl last year would have a little bit more of that mentality that they can come out at the start of a game and execute and say, like, we're the defending Super Bowl champions, we're the Kansas City Chiefs, this is what you're in for, and you're in for 60 minutes of it. But instead, they sometimes, or maybe actually, frankly, often, come out flat, 
and then have to rally. And because they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, and because they're so talented and they have this great defense this year, they've been able to overcome that. But tonight, hats off to the, the, the Green Bay Packers. They came out and took this game from Kansas City. Like, I know when they when the Chiefs lost to Denver, we were like, the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot. And while the Chiefs made mistakes in this game, the, the Packers did not win this game because the Chiefs beat themselves. The Packers won this game because the Chiefs beat the Packers. Flat out. Chiefs made mistakes. You're going to make mistakes every game. But this wasn't a game where, like, you know, the Chiefs just bungled it away. Um, the Packers outplayed them. They made more plays. They were more fundamentally sound on in all three phases. And, and they got the job done. They were very disciplined on defense tonight. Very, very disciplined against this Chiefs offense. And they were able to get enough stops to win the game. And the Chiefs have to go back to the drawing board. It's not a disaster, but... They've hurt their chance to get the number one seed. It helps this was a loss to an NFC team, um, but now they're behind uh, the the other contenders, and they've got work to do, plenty yeah. of it. Yeah, you're right, man. The Packers did play pretty well. Uh, Jordan Love, got to give a huge shout-out to as well. He played his ass off. Jordan Love played great. Those young wide receivers, as I mentioned, uh, they stepped up. They all made some plays. The play calling was great. While on the Kansas City side of things, play calling was lackluster, to put it mildly. I don't understand how you're running the ball very, very effectively. You know, you got, uh, what's it for, Isaiah Pacheco uh, at that point before he got obviously kicked out of the game. Uh, 18 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown, right? Uh, even getting him involved in the passing game was slightly effective as well. Uh, I don't understand how you just decide to go away from him when you get the ball back with about, what, six minutes left in the game, and you decide, yeah, let's just not run the ball at all. That yeah. made zero sense. You're getting 6.1 yards a clip on the ground, um, and you decide, yeah, let's, let's phase that out. Makes zero sense. Your tackles are getting freaking crushed. They're, they're, they're doing nothing out there. Juwan Taylor, uh, at this point, Wanya Morris is now in for, Don, uh, for Donovan Smith. And what do you do? You stop running the football, at least trying to stop that pass rush from coming and get you. You have time. Like, it made no sense. The play calling was very confusing. Uh, again, the Kadarius-Tony situation makes no sense to me. They're like, let's save him. Then also, let's throw him out there for a couple snaps. It, I don't want – either use him or don't, right? You either put him on the field or don't use him at all. Uh, shout out to Richie James for actually giving me some confidence as a punt returner, as a kick returner. He puts his feet on the 10, and he ain't going back. He, he makes the right decision in the return game. That is something to uh, at least – Hang your hat on. But again, the play calling is driving me insane. Yeah. I, it, it's it's uneven. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's uneven. It's, the, you know, they had, I thought, a pretty good game plan offensively. They were, I want to say, seven of 10 or seven 11 on third down. Um, but then they just make these really curious decisions that just don't make any sense. End of the game, as you pointed out, you've been running the ball down their throat and then they, they get the ball, but they get a stop. The defense gets them a stop. They get the ball back and they're like, let's take a deep shot to MVS. And I know there's, there's going to be people out there that are saying like, we well, want, you, you know, you need to have those keep the defense honest. You don't want to coach the aggression out of Patrick Mahomes. Like I understand that, but this got these deep shots to MVS don't work. They never work. They don't work anymore. Yeah. So they've got to stop throwing to MVS because he doesn't catch the ball. And they never work. He he doesn't know where he is on the field a lot of times. He's not he's not going where Patrick is throwing the ball. You know, this wasn't a problem when they had Tyree Kill. And I'm not comparing MVS to Tyree Kill, but when I'm Pat when Patrick would throw those balls, Tyree Kill could track the ball. MVS is showing that he's not good at tracking the ball. And he's he's got he and he always has had a case of the drops. 
So throwing to him is just in, in that situation is just nuts. It's crazy. Uh, this is the best comment I think I've seen in a long time. Jessica Ray Collins says, ugly loss. Committee is going to vote us to keep us out of the playoffs. It's great. <laughs> they should. They should. Uh, a couple um, super chats to get to here. One from Rhett. Thank you so much for the super chat, Rhett. Appreciate you. Uh, donating even when the team is making us sad. Uh, he says, this is my fear in a playoff game. Can the offense bail out the defense and they play poorly? And we have zero evidence they can. Also, MVS is unplayable. He can't run a go route correctly. Yeah, you're right. He keeps running into the safety help. Makes no sense. Mahomes is trying. He's thrown to the open field. And MVS is like, no, you know what? I'm going to go where the safety is. Let's make things even more interesting. Uh, but you want to take the first part there, Patrick, as far as uh, fear in a playoff game of the offense having to try and bail out the defense. Yeah, look, they don't have um, they don't have a rhythm. They don't have an offensive identity. And it's weird because they did last year with very similar personnel. They were ruthlessly efficient is what I would say their identity was last year. They were going to move the ball, take what the defense was giving you, execute, make their catches, move the chains. And now they they, they do that sometimes. And you saw it on those, you know, actually many times in this, right? Like they had a 13 play drive, a 14 play drive, a nine play drive, an 11 play drive. Like they didn't, they, their, their problems are red zone issues tonight. And then these like untimely penalties and bad turnovers from Patrick Mahomes that he, they're just very uncharacteristic with him. He, and so, yes, like right now, right now, this team if you were to put drop them into the playoffs, I think that they would that they would struggle because once they go up against a quality opponent defensively and they need points, you they might get them. They might win the game like they did against Miami, right? Like Miami quality offense, the defense would well. Like they did, but this is what's this is what's going to happen is if you're going to be a Jekyll and Hyde offense. And you're not, you don't have an identity and you don't have a level of consistency. Well, that that could send you home in January. And they've got they got to figure it out. I mean, they're they're getting some things going. Like I liked how much they ran with Pacheco tonight. I like that they were trying to get the ball to Rasheed Rice more. But you still have these boogeymen on this offense that when you throw a sky more or when you throw to MVS. Something bad happens more often than something good happens. It's like if we had to list out the outcomes of throwing to those guys, it's like one is nothing, two is something bad, and three is something good. And that's a, that's a problem. That's a serious, serious problem. And teams have figured out that they can kind of neutralize Travis Kelsey this year. Yeah. And until, and until the Chiefs can make them pay consistently with some of their other offensive weapons – and they were doing that a little bit tonight with Isaiah Pacheco. They're, this is the team that you're going to see. This is the offense you're going to see. Uh, I will say I apologize for my left eye watering. I was turning off my Christmas tree in the basement down there, and the flocking from it uh, got in my eye. So it's, uh, it's acting up a little bit. Yeah, I'm not that sad with the Chiefs loss. I am sad. More mad probably than anything else, but uh, I'm not crying. It's, it's it's the flocking from the Christmas tree, so I apologize. Uh, Super chat from Skylar. Appreciate you. Says Mahomes was the reason we picked up key first downs in the first half. But QB 101, if guy goes with the top of rub, the ball isn't thrown. Yeah, again, uh, I'm not disagreeing with you necessarily. Again, the rub never happened. You shouldn't have thrown the ball. It left his hands. 
my issue is it probably shouldn't have been caught, but it definitely shouldn't have been an interception. This guy has to not quit his route there. Yes, bad throw, fault on both parties. But again, you would like to see Sky at least make an effort to knock that ball away. Uh, but do appreciate the super chat, Skyler. I, I get what you're saying there. One from D. Cali. Uh, thank you. Says, at least we didn't have to see what Andy would have called for a two-point conversion with no Pacheco. Could not have handled that. What do you think about the first two-point conversion there? Because I actually didn't mind the call. I didn't really mind the play. That was one of the one, that was one of the few runs I was not a fan of from Pacheco. In that situation, don't bounce outside. You got to get uphill. You got to go. You got to go north south. Trying to bounce out there didn't make much sense to me. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to criticize that particular play from from the sideline view without being able to see the all twenty two because I think the Packers just covered it really well and probably what Pacheco saw was there was nowhere to go. And he thought he could bounce it out and the Packers were there. Uh, but I'm with you. Generally, if you're going to run that, like try to plow straight ahead, sh- sh- shortest distance between, you know, two points is a straight line. Um, but now I don't have a problem with it. Like, you know, it's a 60% you pick it up play and the Chiefs are on the wrong end of it that time. But I'm glad they went for it. I think it was the right call to go for it. So, you know, where you stand for the rest of the game. Um, it just didn't work out. Uh, shout out to, um, to Justin Hayes for the super chat. Uh, can Mahomes throw a 20 yard slant from the pocket? I really do feel like we never throw slants. And like, you ever watch a Baltimore game? Like they're throwing, they're throwing slants to Odell Beckham jr. Like, like their lives depend on it. And I think that's a good play for Rasheed Rice. Don't, don't recall if I saw one tonight. Um, there and was then- one. And I think that was the only miss from Rasheed. He had eight receptions for nine targets. If I'm not mistaken, I thought, could be wrong here, that was the only incompletion was that slant route. Yeah. But, I mean, when you when you stack these two teams up, I know we we spent a lot of time talking about the offense tonight. 337 total yards for the Chiefs, 382 for the Packers. Packers a slight edge there. The turnover the Chiefs had, the Packers didn't. 25 first downs for the Chiefs, 24 for the Packers, time of possession, Packers had the ball for 30 minutes, 32 seconds, Chiefs 29-28. So, I mean, it comes down to the red zone execution that the Packers had and the penalties and stuff that the Chiefs had when they got down to the red zone. And then the defense, which struggled in this one. Um, do you think it when uh, the return of Nick Bolton, which I assume he'll be back next week, yeah, yeah I, I will say this really quickly because typically how Andy Reid has done it in his tenure here in Kansas City, right? They open up that 21-day window. That first week back, what they do is you have a full week of practice. You don't typically play. Second week back, you go to practice. Kind of like a ramp-up period, if you will, coming off yeah. of a major injury. So um, I would expect him back. I just wanted to lay a little bit of a background there. Yeah, yeah. Do you think – well, hopefully they'll have Tranquil. Um, that, that was a pretty bad one. You never know with these concussions. Everybody – Everybody reacts differently, right? Chris Olave had a, a kind of a bad concussion last week for the Saints. He was able to make it out there. So you'll you'll be able to kind of tell early in the in the week when the Chiefs start practicing. If he's there on Tuesday and he's practicing in a limited capacity, that's a really good sign. If he's not practicing, it, the odds of him playing on Sunday are, are longer because there's a multi-step process that Drew Tranquil is going to have to go through to get back on the field. And that is the most important thing is that Drew is – safe to return to the field. Uh, But it does look like they'll get Nick Bolton back, God willing. 
Do you think that will give this defense kind of the jolt it needs to to kind of get over this this rough performance from them today? I mean, it was the it was the worst I've seen the secondary play all season. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's tough. I mean, obviously Brian Cook going down this most likely out for the season. When they don't show the injury on the TV, they don't show replay, they say it's because it was basically so gruesome. That's typically a season-ending injury. That was to his ankle. Um, but, yeah, I, again, I, I keep saying it, I'm not trying to rip on Jack Conger because I think he actually played a decent game. But when you're not used to being the green dot, you're not used to getting everyone set up. You're not used to some of the adjustments. And Green Bay was – trying to confuse them. I mean, that's what they were trying to do, and it works. So sometimes you tip your cap. They took advantage of, again, having your third string uh, linebacker, your green dot in the game. But, yeah, I think Nick Bolton being back is a huge boost, not just as far as playing the game, but as far as also what he brings intellectually to the team. Yeah, and you're going against, you're going against the Buffalo Bills next week. So this was a game for Kansas City. The Chiefs needed this one. Um, this is a game that you're the better team. Yes, you're on the road. It's a difficult environment to play. Uh, you needed to execute when you go out on the road in a game like this and get that win so that you've, you're kind of going into this Buffalo game. Because when you were looking at the schedule, I was kind of like, yeah, they, if they could beat the Bills, they might be able to run the table here. And that's sort of been typical of these Chiefs teams. They get on these late runs and these late surges. Now you're 8-4. and four, and you're in a logjam of teams, and you got to you got to face the Bills, who are desperate, absolutely desperate, uh, and, and and coming off a break. So next week is a huge, huge game for the Kansas State Chiefs. If they lose that game, um, you know they're gonna make they're gonna make the playoffs. But they've <laughs> they got to figure some stuff out from an execution standpoint. Um, and this is a game that I think if they executed, they, they probably would have been okay. But really, really good job by the the pack. I'm impressed by the Packers. I have to say they're improving. Uh, Want to get to the super chat here from Daniel says the last two years I have said Kelsey is getting uh, to become the same age as Gronk. We are making him our primary target. No matter how much we win, this has to change. Daniel, do appreciate the super chat a lot again. Yeah, he is the same age as Gronk. The one difference is. Uh, Kelsey was older when he entered the NFL. Uh, he had less wear and tear than Gronkowski did. Uh, but I, I'm with you in the same sense of counting on a, what is he, 34 now, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Um, 34-year-old uh, yeah. to be your your main target might not be the best option. I don't care how talented you are. Again, he's going to go over 1,000 yards. Um, he needs help. He clearly needs help. She Rice is the help. But you got to have more talent than this than just that. You have to have at least adequate receivers outside of those two, and that's what the Chiefs don't have is adequate. It goes from Kelsey drop off to Rasheed Rice and steep, massive, the size of the Grand Canyon drop off to. Um, I'm looking around here, Patrick Allen, myself, maybe Adam Best. Right, he played a little bit in college. Uh, yeah. There's no one. It, it's it's rough, and I want to ask you, and you let us know out there in the chat as well. In this game, Travis Kelsey, four receptions for 81 yards. Um, he was targeted five times. Is this – when you are watching these games, Sterling, and you watch Travis Kelsey out there and he catches the ball, do you feel like he's a smidge slower with the ball in his hand than he, he was last year and in previous years? 
Yeah, and I, I, I've said that, but I don't know how much of that is the age, which obviously would make sense, being a year older, 34, or the injuries, right? He's, he's dealt with a lot of injuries, and he said he's not been fully healthy. This has been a banged-up season for him, you know? But also, when you get to a certain age, you don't heal the same way you did when you're younger. I know I'm, I'm 29 now. Yeah, I'm not a professional athlete, but I don't heal, heal the same way I did when I was 20, right? <laughs> they, they, yeah, I can tell you about some stuff. In my men's, my men's league basketball, real, real – uh, Real difficult there at Hy-Vee Arena. My my left knee is not the same. But yeah. but again, it, it's a true thing. When you get older, you don't heal the same way. And I wonder how much of that is a fact. I know everyone wants to say Taylor Swift. You know he's he's doing too much with the podcast and the, and the TV, and he's always been like that, right? He's always been a guy who's been in the spotlight, who likes to have fun. No one's complaining when he was doing the golf tournament and crushing beers. And yeah, I get some that was the off season stuff. I understand. We all enjoy that. We we like the personality that he brings to the table. But there is something to where either he's banged up or all of a sudden father, father time cut up because he does look a little bit slower. I'm with you there. Yeah, I think so. And look, we, we've talked about this on the podcast in the past. Tight ends are a position that they, they can tend to age gracefully. There's not usually like a just a, a draw, just a massive drop off with with these types of Hall of Fame level premium all pro tight ends. Um with with Kelsey, the way that you would expect his career to finish out is like he plays for three or four more years and he he goes from being a thousand yard guy to being an 800 yard guy for a couple of seasons, you know, and then maybe it drops down to 700. So he's still helping you move the chains. He's still a really good player, but he's not necessarily taking over games in the way that he has in the past. And I think if the, the the biggest miscalculation on the part of the chiefs front office and Brett Veach in this situation is that what can, what can help is that you need that next guy that can take over a game that everybody's really concerned about so that Travis can continue to be effective as, as effective as he can be for as long as possible. If, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying I'm not going back and saying that the Tyree kill trade was a mistake. They won a Super Bowl. They got all this infusion of young talent. But if you had a, 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 a number one receiver like Tyree kill or any of the other number one receivers on in the NFL on this team, I think Travis Kelsey would be having a better season than he is right now because he is the only guy on this on this offense in the passing game that you're even remotely concerned about. Well, and, and with all due respect to Rasheed Rice, like teams aren't worried about Rasheed Rice beating him over the top. They want to take Travis Kelsey away, and it's a hindrance to him, and he and and it's a hindrance to this offense that they don't have that person. I don't want to get into this again because we've been doing this going back and forth for the entire offseason up until now. Again, I've said once before, and I'll say it again. You know, the, the salary cap era, you have to find a way to cut costs somewhere. They decided yeah. to cut costs at wide receiver. They figured, hey, we went cheap last year, won a Super Bowl with Juju. Juju shot. We got Rasheed Rice. You're expecting Sky Moore to take the next step. And that's what it comes down to. You expect Sky Moore to take the next step. You expect Gadarius Tony to make the next step. You expected Rasheed Rice, maybe not even have this sort of impact, but you expected him as a second rounder. Everything's wide open. You didn't expect MVS to regress the way he has, and this is where you are. Yeah. Again, I don't necessarily disagree completely with what, what, what Brett Veach did, the game plan, but the actual execution of what we have seen clearly has been a miss. You can disagree with the execution if you, or with, with the game plan if you want. Again, I'm on one side thinking, okay, I understand where he is coming from in the salary cap era. They decided to try and keep 
Chris Jones. They had decided to go and give a large contract to Juwan Taylor again, who was the guy who hated that deal? This guy. Okay, but they did. And because you did that, you had a cut cost somewhere. That cost came at wide receiver. The thought was Mahomes can make everyone better. He can't make the defense better. The defense has been great for the most part this season. This was the first bad game. Turns out, though, Mahomes can't make everyone better if they can't run the correct route. Uh, all right. Super yeah. chat here from uh, Bass. No, go from Clutch One. Clutch One. Thank you for the uh, super chat. Clutch One says the D line is the only problem with the D. Oh, or zero pressure unless we blitz KC Beer going down easy tonight. Appreciate the uh, shout out for KC Beer Co. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the defense line, man. That was, I'll let you take down, Patrick, because that one was uh, getting my goat. Yeah, well, look, this is uh, the Chiefs run defense has, has statistically, like when you look at some of the advanced metrics, been one of the absolute worst in the league. Um, and that is, it, listen, as the season goes on, Teams kind of figure out what you're doing, right? That's why, like, the Packers are not the same Packers that they were in the first three weeks of the season. They're obviously playing much better ball. They're growing. They're developing. Um, The Chiefs teams are learning what was working well for the Chiefs defense. They've learned what their weaknesses are. There's lots of tape about this now, right? And so you see, hey, what worked for Denver? Denver committed to running the ball against this Chiefs defense. It really drained the clock. It, it nickeled and dimed with short passes and screens and things like that. That's pretty much what the Packers did tonight. And the Chiefs lack uh, – I think they showed Derek Naughty, right, you know, when they do the player announcements at the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah. they, they showed Derek Naughty, and he's dead last in PFF ranking um, at his position out of like 121 guys. That's not good. And so this is a really talented defense. It's the best defense Patrick Mahomes has ever had, but they have an issue. And in earlier games this season, they've been able to mask that issue by Steve Spagnuolo when, when they're going up against a team that they know wants to run, is going to want to run the ball by executing some timely run blitzes and, and trying to get teams into exactly what I was talking about at halftime, you know, get a stop, get a, get a one, two yard gain on, on first down or get an incompletion if they throw it. And now you're, now you're cooking with gas because you've got this really strong secondary and you've got a good pass rush. But when teams are able to consistently move the chains against this team and run on them, it, it puts a ton of pressure on the secondary because then they have to be perfect. They can't make any mistakes. And the next thing you know, you look up and the team is in the red zone. The Chiefs are going to have a little bit of an issue when they go up against balanced teams that can run the ball and throw it. And tonight, the, the Packers were able to do that with Jordan Love, and they haven't always been able to do that. He threw for 267 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, was only sacked twice. Um, that put a lot of pressure on the Chiefs, and the Chiefs couldn't respond offensively. And that's that's not going away. There's there's no other you know run-stuffing defensive tackle walking through that door to fix that problem. It's something that the Chiefs are just going to have to try to coach around. Yeah. Uh, one comment I want to hit on very quickly, because I've been very high on the Texans all season long. One here from Casey Noyes says, I've heard nonsense that the Texans have trash receivers, that Stroud is elevating them. Have you watched Nico Collins this year? Uh, again, um, where was Nico Collins drafted? Third round. Uh, yeah. Where was Tank Dell drafted? Third round. Uh, their veteran guy, their MVS, if you will, was Robert Woods. Uh, have you ever heard of a dude named Noah Brown? Yeah, he's been yeah. pretty good this year. Yeah, he's been pretty good. It's not like he was his first round, like all world dude. Point is, they had a very similar game plan. Actually, it's Kansas City. Young dudes who develop and get better, and you have one veteran. MVS 
and then you've Robert Woods. The, the issue is those wide receivers have developed and they look damn good. Chiefs could have had both those guys. It's not like the yeah. Chiefs couldn't have had Tank Dell. They they couldn't have they could have had Nico Collins and not in the first round, not even in the second round. But they didn't. And this again goes back to development scheme. Um, I did identifying talent in the draft goes on and on. I don't want to get into this again. I know I keep bringing it up, but that was one I wanted to get to because I think it was very, very important there. Uh, shout out to Bashio for the super chat. It says, cut Tony if you're not going to use him as a wide receiver. Again, I don't understand why they don't use him more. If you say you're saving him because he's injured, then why is he out there at all? I don't understand. AJ Figarelli, thank you so much for the super chat as well. It says, the Mahomes interception should never have happened. Why are they not running with Pacheco there? They needed a long, methodical go-ahead touchdown drive. Yeah, they should have been running the ball, um, and they weren't doing it. And I'll tell you what, one thing that stands out to me about this offense, I really think they need to run more of that 12 and 13 personnel and try to get the ball to Noah Gray. Um, Noah Gray is not just a guy who just benefits from the fact that a lot of people pay attention to Kelsey. If you watch the tape of him, like if you wa- like if you watch him make cuts, he's incredibly athletic. Like he can he can beat a linebacker in coverage. He can beat a safety in coverage. It, they just they, they, he gets like that one target or two targets a game, and he like he always comes through. I would try to scheme more ways to to get him involved in the passing game um, because you're just at a you just have a lack of options right now. You know, people say cut Tony, cut MVS. Well, like, I mean, who are you going to play? You know, at that point, like, you got to you gotta put somebody else out there. You can't ju- you can't just run a one receiver set with Rasheed Rice and, and Travis Kelsey. You've got to have some other receivers. I do. I am a little bit interested in maybe seeing some more snaps for for Richie James. Um, I know he's your, I know he's your guy. Um, look, man. He, what do you have to lose? Like, what do you have to lose replacing Sky Moore's snaps with Richie James and seeing what happens? You know, um, I, you got to go to the drawing board and find a, another option here in this offense. They did a good job. Look, Rasheed Rice in this game, eight, eight receptions for 64 yards. He was targeted nine times. That's pretty good. I'd like to see his targets go up to like 12 or 13, to be perfectly honest with you. Um you look at some of the other guys, MVS targeted five times, inexcusable. Like it just can't happen. Sky Moore only targeted twice. One of them was an interception. Um, keep paring it down, but they've got to find that other guy, that that number two receiver that is is reliable. And I don't know what happened to Watson tonight. I don't know what his snaps were, but almost non-existent. Yeah. Uh, AJ, again, going back to that super chat right there, just because I think it's – it, it perfectly brings to mind what I wanted to say here, what I said going into this game, how I thought potentially the Chiefs have turned a corner, right? I thought maybe they had their watershed moment where they're like, okay, we, we've figured it out. We're not the same offense of 2018, but we don't have to be. We can still put up 31 points in three quarters. It'll be fine. All we have to do is take care of the football. Don't make dumb mistakes. Don't try and force the ball downfield. What do they do this game? A dumb mistake. Try to force the ball downfield. Again, you don't have the horses. You have Shetland ponies, and you're acting like they're thoroughbred horses made for the Kentucky Derby. MVS right. is not going down there and bringing that ball down. So if you keep throwing the, that deep ball, what's he telling you? When is the last time you brought one in? 
What's he telling you? He can't do it. So you keep putting him in spots that he is not going to succeed. So I don't care if you think he's open. He will be open because the defense doesn't care. They don't believe he's going to come down with it. The refs clearly didn't because that's why they didn't throw the flag. I'm convinced the refs said, you know what? Screw it. He ain't coming down with that ball anyways. We're not even going to throw a flag here. We saw what happened the last game. I'm just I'm just frustrated, man. I, I just Every time you think the Chiefs offense finally figured something out, they ran the football effectively. First half, yeah, the red zone struggles were there, but what happened? They were moving the ball. And then what did they do? They got away from what was making them successful. They got greedy. They tried to push the ball too far downfield. They had some incompletions. They had the penalties pop back up again, and they're not explosive enough to make up from coming from behind the sticks. That is the main issue. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, you know, this is a team that's that needs to do a little bit of soul searching. They're not a bad team. You know, as Chiefs fans, sometimes we tend to overreact a little bit. I've seen so many comments in the chat. By the way, y'all are awesome. Do us a favor and hit that hit that like button on YouTube. You know, I've seen a lot of people like, this team's trash. This team's not going anywhere. You know, they're eight and four. And this was this was a frustrating loss, and they have some issues. The Packers are also playing better. They they took the uh the Detroit Lions to the woodshed on on Thanksgiving. Like you know, they are, um, they're playing better football. Their young quarterback is playing better. This was on the road, Sunday night football, prime time. The Chiefs still should have won the game, but it's not, it's not a tire fire. You know, like it's a long season and the Chiefs have traditionally won games like this, like where it was an ugly game and they, you know, because they got Mahomes, they figure, figure out a way to pull it out. Um there's still a long way to go. I'm not saying that they're definitely going to fix it. Sometimes really good teams have years where they take a step back and they, you know, they made some bets on personnel that didn't work out. And then they got to go back to the drawing board. I can tell you this, knowing Brett Veach, if this doesn't work out this year and fr- and frankly, even if it, pro- even if it does, even if they somehow manage to win the Super Bowl, there you're, you're going to see a very, very different looking wide receiver room next year. Um, if you remember what Brett Veach did with the offensive line when the offensive line failed and broke down and it cost the Chiefs the Super Bowl, he went bananas that next offseason, making sure he fixed that offensive line. And he is a he is a good GM. He's incredibly smart. We've had him on the show. Believe me, as frustrated as you are about the performance of, of this wide receiver group, he's extremely frustrated. He's he will fix it. <laughs> he will fix it. He is not gonna. He is not gonna just do this over again with Patrick Mahomes next yeah. year. I can promise you that. I mean, again, it, it could be worse. You could be the Bills or the Bengals, where you've almost missed your Super Bowl window, where the Chiefs won one with Mahomes on a rookie contract, and then won one with him not on a rookie contract, also without a again true wide receiver. One Tyreek Hill was gone, and the Bills have not done it with Allen on a rookie deal, let alone with Stephon Diggs. Obviously, some unrest there. Gabe Davis, who knows what's going to happen going on there. Their defense is just ancient. They have so many defensive players that are 32 years or older, and you're seeing what's happening. That defense is collapsing while the Chiefs still have one of the youngest. Actually, it's the youngest age-adjusted base on snap defense in the entire NFL. They're young. They're growing. The Chiefs are still in their window. While you look at the Bengals and they didn't win one with Joe Burrow on that rookie contract, now you got to pay him. Jamar, T, Tyler, things are not looking good. Those safeties that they had, Jesse Bates, right? Well, what's going on? Had to, had to trade, had to get rid of those guys. You can't afford them. The Chiefs have 
wrestled with this. And again, they just didn't spend the money in the right place, in my opinion, right? Jawan Taylor, that was the main issue for me, $20 million per year for four years. That's not the uh, ideal move. But again, uh, you can't – it's a sunk cost, right? Again, it's a sunk mm-hmm. cost. Um, but again, the Chiefs are not in the worst possible situation. I know we're angry right now. I know we're upset, but the Chiefs are 8-4. and four. You could be the Bills. You could be the Bengals. The Chiefs are not. Okay, the AFC has been down this year. Maybe you would have liked the Chiefs to grab the bull by the horns. Haven't done it yet. But again, they they won the Super Bowl that wasn't meant for them last year. Last year was the rebuilding year. The issue was this is turning out to be the rebuilding year. But I, I think you'll take a Super Bowl when you weren't technically supposed to get one, right? I, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, look, you don't want to waste any any year of Patrick Mahomes in his prime. Like for any reason, and uh, this—it's just unfortunate that the 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 Tony and the Skymore things didn't come to fruition. But you said it. Look at this roster. If you put, give me a really good run-stuffing defensive tackle, and give me, uh, you know, somebody a wide receiver on the level of, you know, I don't know, Chris Olave, even veteran Alan Thielen. Adam Thielen, you know, like something like that. And like this team is very good, is a very, very, very scary team. They've just got some some sort of glaring weaknesses right now that teams have been able to find a way to exploit. And I see people on Twitter saying, well, they're just not going to fix the offense this year. They they might not be able to, um, but they're still doing well enough that I think if they can execute – they can win playoff games and and make a run. But I, I would see them having a difficult time as we sit here right now, going up against a team like San Francisco with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk, like and and hanging with them based on the lack of explosion that they have on their offense. And that's the one thing that they're really missing is there's just no threat, like explosive threat. It ain't MVS, right? You thought it was going to be Tony. Tony was going to be that guy. Nothing, nothing. Was, was, did McCole Hardman play tonight, by the way? I didn't see him, actually. I, I think he was out. He's still in the IR, I'm pretty sure. Um, want to give a shout-out to D-Train at 12.30 for the Super Chat. Really do appreciate appreciate everyone here in the in the chat with us trying to uh, either be positive, be negative, and get your feelings out. I, hey, I get it. I'm not going to tell you how to fan. What I always try and do is get my <laughs> my passion out first, if you will, because you don't want to go to bed angry. You don't want to go to bed angry. And if you want a little positive, little tiny silver lining, the Chiefs lose to yet again another NFC opponent. Yeah, it's um, it really is a silver lining for them because, you know, Right now, they've only they're six and one in the conference, and they're the four seed right now because they have four losses. And Jacksonville, and Baltimore, and Miami all have a third. I only have three. Um, but if the Chiefs are able to, you know, get it together and win some games here, they could easily vault back up to that number one seed. But this game hurts. This one, this hurt. This one hurts them. They need to win that Bills game. Uh, otherwise, you know, they're going to be playing on wild card weekend and uh, the, the Super Bowl, they'll need some help if the Super Bowl is going to go through Arrowhead again. Sterling, do you think that they'll figure something out here on on offense? 
and, mm-hmm. and get more consistent? Or is this just what we're going to get for the rest of the season? I'm starting to con- starting to be convinced this is what we're going to see. Because again, I, I I really thought that after the second quarter on from from the from the Raiders game, all right, they understood the assignment. They figured it out. This is not the same team from 2018. Take what is given. That yeah. clearly did not set in. It didn't. And they've basically been a 500 team. You know, these last few weeks, they lost to Denver, then they beat Miami, then they lost to Philly in a close game, beat Vegas, and lost to Green Bay. So they're working through some stuff right now, and they're lucky they had that winning streak to start the year after they lost to Detroit. Um, But when you look at the games on their schedule, after the Bills, New England is toast. Yeah, Uh, Vegas, I think they'll be fine at Vegas, uh, playing Vegas at home. The Bengals don't have Burrow. And the Chargers are awful. Mm-hmm. So those are all winnable games. They got to get by Buffalo. If they can beat Buffalo and, and basically win out, they should be in pretty good shape for the seeding based on the, on the schedules of the other teams. Um, uh, did, we, did we do the Super Chat from AJ yet? Uh, we did the first one. He sent another one here. says, all my friends tell me I'm spoiled. Anyone that's not a Chiefs fan won't understand this frustration. Top five defense with Superman at quarterback and one of the best offensive minds ever in Andy Reid. If you just flip offense with defensive mind and Andy with Bill, I think, uh, yeah, you have base of the Patriots, right? How many times did this happen to them? How many times did they just, I don't know, underperform the regular season and turn it on in the playoffs? Too many to count. Yeah. On one hand, I feel optimistic because we've got Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. On the other hand, you know, you it, it's easy to look down when you look at the standings and you're like, Jesus, we've only won one more game than the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. <laughs> like we've only won one more game than the Browns who had to start Joe Flacco tonight and the Gardner Minshew led Indianapolis Colts. And uh, it's it's. You know, there is a logjam of of teams here, um, and and Denver is six and six, so you, the Chiefs don't they can't be messing around here. Um, but as far as like for the spoiled comments, yeah, we're we're spoiled. But like, that doesn't mean that you just stop being a fan and that like you're just supposed to take losses and be happy about it. Like we're going to come on here. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk through the problems. We're going to, we're going to examine the warts and see if there's a way that they can fix it. Um, Cause that's part of being a fan. It's like being with your team through the wins and the losses. Um, we get a lot more wins than we do losses. Let's, let's give out some hardware Sterling uh, and, and, and get some sleep. Cause we got a, we got a long week of trying to talk through all this stuff. Um, Hard to give out hardware in a game like this, but some people did play well. Uh, anybody earn an arrowhead from you tonight? Yeah, sorry to take it, Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco ran hard, ran physical. I would hate to tackle him. Trying to tackle him, I'm surprised you don't lose any chicklets. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, I'm surprised he doesn't knock teeth out with his knees. Um, but he went out after a brutal tackle. I'm like, okay, he, he's out for the game. Comes back in like two plays later and starts dragging dudes. I love instead of having the uh, the the brotherly shove, that was a real tush push right there. He got carried by Creed Humphrey for an extra seven, eight yards. Isaiah Pacheco is just such a joy to watch. We're starting to see him get a little bit more involved in the pass game as well. Pass protection is starting to pick up. I don't know if he'll ever be a traditional three down bell cow type of back. But we're seeing him become a very valuable piece to this team. He's effective. 
He drives the drives his legs and they will never stop. He's physical. He's a mini Derrick Henry. Here's to you, Isaiah Pacheco. You know, I feel like he should be disqualified from getting an arrowhead because he, <laughs> he did something so stupid. It's such an important time of the game. But oh, he took himself out of the game. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's just so infuriating because you're right. Everything he did to that moment was awe inspiring. Um, he's the heartbeat of that offense for an offense that's searching for an identity. They should look to Isaiah Pacheco. Like you want to talk about identity. Your identity is, is, is Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Isaiah Pacheco up the middle, like get nasty. And I think if they can do that on a consistent basis, it will help open up things a little bit for the passing game. Look for me, arrowheads in this one, not a lot to go around. Um, I'm going to give one to Rasheed Rice for being like a glimmer of hope in, in what is a frustrating offensive situation. He got targeted nine times. He caught eight of those balls for 64 yards. Um, he just, he, he was there. He's continuing to develop and emerge. That's exciting. He, he, he wasn't part of the problem tonight. He earned his arrowhead and I'm going to give one on the defensive side of the ball to Jack Cochran. That was a, that was a tall order that he was asked to, to come in and fill. <clears throat> His play on the field was pretty solid. He was second in the team of tackles. He had seven. He had two tackles for a loss. And he was the green dot. Um, that was a good learning experience for him. Uh, and shout out to Wanya Morris, by the way, who also came in for, for Donovan Smith in stretches and stretches and played well. I'm not giving him an arrowhead, but another tall task for him. But yeah, shout out to Jack Cochran. He gets an arrowhead. That was pretty good. Um, nobody else on the defense really, uh, I think, played consistently enough to get one. Um, God, it was hard to find people. Uh, final super chat from Rhett I want to get to because I do appreciate that. Rhett. Rhett says, I'd like to see more under center. Harder rust the passer when you play or when you run play action and defenses have to honor the run. Now, I've said that for a while and I, and I talked to Grunny about this a little bit they don't really run under center a lot anymore because a lot of teams don't practice this as much. Now I'm not saying he can't do it. Now they obviously do it a little bit, but what did Patrick do in college uh, out of the shotgun? Where did Creed Humphrey snap from in college? Yeah. He snapped at the quarterback out of the shotgun. You don't run a lot of under center. So they're, they're just not quite as used to it. There's a little more familiarity when you're out of the shotgun for these guys. Um, you know, he always said he liked when the quarterback was underneath them. It's a lot easier transition for the center to the quarterback. But again, that's what they practice. Now, what I like to see more of it. Yeah, I've said it for a while now. But again, I don't know how much we will just based on that's not what these guys do anymore. It's, it's just a new era of football. And uh, unless you're watching Jared Goff and the Lions, you don't see it very much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, look, man, I just think it, at the end of the day, um, you know, Andy Reid took the podium, said Kansas City's got to start faster and eliminate penalties on offense and, and get off the field earlier on defense. Oh, great. Yeah. Is yeah. you looking forward to the challenge of playing the Bills? <laughs> Very astute. Um, I want to leave people with this. Rasheed Rice needs to be in the game every single snap. Every single snap. He should not play below, unless there's an injury issue, 92 to 93% of the snaps in any, in any game. He should not play below that. Stop it. 
He's your most productive wide receiver. He can help make up for the extra attention that is being given to Kelsey. He has stepped into that juju role quite nicely, but he's not out there enough. He should not come off the field in the red zone ever, 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 ever. He's your best receiver in the red zone this year. Like, what are you doing? So it starts with that. The Chiefs can't fix everything, but they can get out of their own way, right? Penalties are fixable, Jawan Taylor. They're fixable. You can stop getting flagged as much. The, the turnovers, bad turnovers of Patrick Mahomes, that is fixable. Playing Rasheed Rice, running Isaiah Pacheco, those things are alterations that the Chiefs can make. I think if they had done those things all consistently all year, they might only have one loss right now. So, you know, as, as frustrated as we all are and as bad as things look, a lot of their issues, not all of them, are fixable. But they have to they have to do it. And, you know, we're like 11 weeks into the season here and uh, time's running out. Yeah. Uh, I guess my final thought is uh, I want to tip my cap to the Packers because they earned that win. They played well. Yeah, there's some bad calls, but bad calls every single way. I mean, um, refs suck. What, what, what can you say? You can't leave the game in the refs hands. The Chiefs should have taken care of business. This game should not have played this close it really should not have had uh also i think chiefs defensive linemen need to start getting better if they want to start getting some penalties throw your hands up seriously how often do you see a guy throw his hands up and all of a sudden the ref's like oh, oh yep hands up let's throw a flag again yeah. that's smart how much did reggie miller do that in the nba just trying to draw fouls he's do you, doing it right now wherever he is where <laughs> he's announcing on tnt and he's yeah. still trying to throw his legs there to draw a foul no but again I, some of it is gamesmanship uh, wide receivers have to be better. Play con has to be better. And um, until we see it, I'm not going to just take Andy's word for it anymore. saying, you know, we got to be better. We got to execute more. Show me. They play in Missouri. The Chiefs are in Missouri. It's the show me state. Show me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, everybody, uh, we appreciate you joining us for our pregame, halftime and postgame show. Not the result we wanted. Uh, but the Chiefs are still in pretty good shape. They just they're gonna have to figure some things out. If you're looking for more therapy, don't worry. We will be back uh, with our regular regular slate of shows Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We'll get you ready for this big, 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 massive biggest game of the year now for the Chiefs game against the Bills uh, this week. But until then, for Sterling Holmes, for producer Richard, for for Matt Connor, for Adam Best, for everybody who helped out, all of our members. Uh, We appreciate you all so much. We will see you in a couple of days on the Tuesday show. But until then, as always, keep the faith and go Chiefs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.